thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us for Jesus the Healer. Uh, you might want to call somebody, let them know to watch or watch it later and send it to somebody because I tell you, the word is a help for everybody. Everybody needs it. And we thank God for his word. We've been taking several episodes and we've been teaching on the goodness of God, the mercy of God, because it is at our disposal. And so we've been looking at a few scriptures and we'll go further with that today. First Chronicles 1634, we looked there uh, in the previous episodes. It reads, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Look at, he doesn't just do good. He is good. And because he is good, he can't help but do good. Amen. And for his mercy endureth forever. Notice the first phrase. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. We need to thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his mercy. And let me tell you when it's most valuable to us when we've missed it. Yes. <laughs> Instead of worrying about where we've missed it and what we've done wrong and how yes. we've failed and how we've made bad decisions, instead thanking God, I'm so grateful for your goodness yes. and your mercy that even though I missed it, your goodness yes. is greater. Yes. Even though I made wrong decisions, your mercy puts it back as though I never missed it. Amen. And so thank God for his goodness and mercy. I believe this is a flow that we are missing. When we need to receive a miracle and we, we need to receive healing in our lives, many times we will replay or rehearse where we've missed it. Almost people look for ways to disqualify themselves from receiving. But um, we don't receive, God doesn't heal us as a reward for our performance. Right. It just belongs to us in Christ. It's a property that belongs to us in Christ. And so we need to be more mindful of his goodness and his mercy instead of disqualifying ourselves. Listen, stay on the positive side of the gospel. So many times people will read the Bible in such a way that they're looking for scriptures that accuse them of why they can't receive. I find scriptures that convince me why I can receive. Don't pile in with the devil against yourself. Pile in with God for yourself. Amen. And so this is one thing that we need to be skillful at spending is focusing on his goodness that when we miss it, we don't keep our attention on where we missed it. We focus on his goodness that forgives us and cleanses cleanses us. Amen. Amen. So we need to, when we're faced with a need, start thanking God for his goodness. Start thanking God for his mercy. Um, The mercy of God will work in any arena of need. Any 
thing we have a need in, the mercy of God meets that need. That's right. Think of it with um, the 10 lepers. Remember the 10 lepers? They were far off from Jesus. They saw him coming. And because they could not, by Jewish law, they could not, of course, come near to society and the rest of the public. It says from a far distance, they, there were 10 of them gathered together and they cried out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Mm-hmm. Look at that. They needed healing, but they asked for mercy. Yeah. There are healing mercies. Right. Healing is a mercy. Yes. And they knew enough to focus on the mercy of God and ask for his mercy for their body. Well, if you need healing, there are healing mercies. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, not only that, that God will deliver us. And you might find yourself in a situation that only God can deliver you. Well, his mercy will deliver you. I want to read out of Psalms chapter 109 and verse 21. Psalm 109 and verse 21, it says, But do thou for me, O God, the Lord, for thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thou me. Look at this, because your mercy is good, deliver me. Because your mercy, you deliver. Mercy delivers. So you might find your yourself, your life, your situation, you need deliverance from some things. It's of his mercy. That you can... You can thank God and worship God for his mercy and his mercy will begin to flow. Now know this, what you thank God for and praise him for is what will flow. Mm -hmm. That's what will move. Praise is an act of faith. Mm -hmm. So when you praise God for his mercy of healing, then healing will flow. You praise God for his mercy of deliverance, then deliverance will flow. What you praise him for is what will manifest. So, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Then his goodness and his mercy is what will flow. Uh, Then what about this? You know the story of Jehoshaphat. Uh, What was it? Three enemy armies that came together against God's people. They outnumbered. God's people, Jehoshaphat was king. And Jehoshaphat called for all the people to come together and called a prayer meeting. And uh, in the face of of this, it, it would have been basically a slaughter that they were facing because they were so outnumbered. And yet he called a prayer meeting. While they were praying, the word of the Lord came through a prophet that was there in their midst and says, uh, the battle is the Lord's. You don't even need to fight in this. Mm-hmm. The battle is the Lord's. Only go down and told them where to go and stand and take their place um, the next day in the day of battle. So as they're getting ready for the battle the next day, um, Jehoshaphat said this, remember what the prophet said. Yes. Why? Because after the prophet the previous day had said what was the strategy of God's people for war that day, God was going to do the fighting, but they did have to show up. You know, God fights for us, but our faith has to show up. We can't be inactive. Just because the battle is the Lord's and not ours, the faith is still ours that we have to release because it's our faith that gives him permission to fight our battles for us. And so... um, They went home. They went back to their tents that night. They come together the next morning. And what does Jehoshaphat do? He reminds them 
of what God said to them. You have to remind yourself yes. of, what, of what the Word says. When yes. you're faced with opposition, remind yourself. Yes. How do you remind yourself? Speak it. Say, yes. what this yes. is what God says in His Word. This is what the Spirit of God said to me. So they get together and it says that Jehoshaphat, uh, he appointed praisers. He put the praisers up front. He didn't put the, the spearmen up front. He didn't put the archers up front. Right. He put the praisers up front at the direction of God. And he not only puts the praisers up front. Um, he, now notice it says he put the praisers up front. He didn't just put people that praise. The praisers. It says, Jehoshaphat said, it, it, it says about this, that Jehoshaphat took counsel with the people and then he appointed praisers. The people knew who who are known in their lifestyle by for for their praising. So he finds out who around here among you are the praisers. You know if if you're if you're a praiser. Well, let me put it this way: if you're a singer, just because you sing doesn't make you a singer. <laughs> you know, right? Just because in the shower you sound wonderful, <laughs> that doesn't mean when you go to church Sunday, they're going to hand you a mic right, and say, right. well, I hear you sing. Yeah, but I'm not a singer. Right, right, that right. means there's a level of skill of yes. involved. Um, just because people may come together in a service and praise doesn't mean that they've lived a lifestyle as a praiser. Wow. Right? And so here, when Jehoshaphat, he took counsel with the people and then he appointed the praisers. Why? Because the people know who are whose lives mark are marked by their praise of God. He put them up front. Why? He needed someone who was a praiser, not just someone who praised, but someone that's a praiser. That means they're skillful at seeing the enemy and still praising. Yeah. We need to be that way. That's right. That we're in the face of circumstances, yeah. we're still praisers. Oh, yeah. We still praise. We're skillful with our praise. Many pick up praise only when things are in place. Uh-huh when things are going well. Well, we need to, when things are out of place or try to get out of place, that's when we need to be skillful with our praise and not slip into doubt, not slip into fear, not slip into worry, but we step into praise. And that's a praiser that does that. And so Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat appointed praisers. He put them up front because he needed people that when they saw the enemy would not take off running, they took off praising. Many times people, when when they're faced with circumstance, they take off praying. Sometimes you need to take off praising. Start by praising. It'll put God's power into motion for you. So he put the praisers up front and everyone else is behind them. So they're going to see the enemy first. But you know what they also saw first? They also saw the enemy defeated first. (laughs) They're the first ones to see the enemy's defeat. They took off running and the Lord, of course, fought the battle for them and God's people didn't even have to fight. But praise was up front. It wasn't at the back of the situation. It's at the front of your situation. 
put praise up front in your mouth, in your thought life. And it says here to give thanks to God for he is good and for his mercy. So what are you praising God for? For his goodness and his mercy in the face of, of opposition. That it's his goodness and mercy that's going to keep you from failing. You said, well, it's my faith that gets me over. Yes, but if it weren't for his goodness and mercy, you would have quit on faith a long time ago. Right? How many times have, have we, we were in faith and then maybe since that we were overwhelmed or something, the Holy Ghost says, don't lay down your faith. Pick your faith back up. See, that's his goodness and mercy encouraging us in our faith to keep using our faith. So we cannot ever say my faith did it all because without his goodness and mercy, we would have laid down our faith and ran. But um, Jehoshaphat put the praisers up front And he did not leave them to come up with their own words to say. He told them what to say. And this is what he told them. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That's what all the praisers were to say the same thing. They're not praising about Aunt Mabel. They're not praising about their own financial needs. They're all, they're all in one accord praising regarding God's mercy in the face of the enemy. That God's mercy is going to go to fight for them. When they praise God for his mercy, God's mercy delivered them. God fought the battle for them in his mercy. You praise God for his mercy, his mercy goes into play for you. You praise God for his goodness, his goodness comes into manifestation for you. I think many times we've not taken advantage of his goodness and mercy. And I'm talking about we've not benefited from it the way we should or could have if we would be mindful of what his goodness and mercy does for us. He longs to do for us, but if we're more mindful of the fear that's opposing, the feelings that we that we feel, instead of being mindful of his goodness and his mercy, what you're mindful of and what you give attention to is what's going to manifest. So as they praise, King Jehoshaphat told them, you're all to say the same thing. I don't want your own words. These are the words. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Meaning this, uh, there's no time his mercy won't work for us. It's forever. It is forever. And when they all did that, when they first started saying that, God's power went into, went into motion. Whether angels went into play, whatever it is, uh, the mercy of God set his work, um, at the disposal of God's people. He began working on their behalf and the enemy fled from them. And of course they were three days in gathering up the spoil that the enemy left behind. Amazing. It was his mercy that made them rich. Amen. Amen. So what do we see? Mercy will deliver you. Mercy will fight your battles for you. But you still have to show up with your faith to give permission to his mercy to work. Psalm 34, verse 8. We were looking at this in previous episodes. Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He don't want you to take, he don't want want you to take someone else's account of it. He wants you to taste for yourself his goodness. Look at this. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Well, what 
What flow of him is he saying for us to trust in? His goodness. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We need to trust in his goodness. Trust in his goodness more than you trust in your misses, in your mistakes, in your faults and your failures. Amen. Amen. Now turn with me, if you would, to 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 13. 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 13. Uh, we'll read this passage. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one. What's that mean? They're all saying the same thing. Remember, that's what Jehoshaphat did with those praisers. They all have to be saying the same thing. Well, here it says, as the trumpeters and singers were one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. What's this mean? Unity. Unity. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud. What's the cloud? It's, it's His glory. What's His glory? It's a manifestation of His presence. So when they were all saying the same thing together, unitedly, not one saying, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to pay this building off? How are we going to get our mortgage? How am I going to get my miracle? They were all saying the same thing. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever that His presence moved in. And it became a manifested, tangible thing. The glory of God. In verse 14, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. What's that mean? They fell out under the power of God. Uh, For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. What is it that brought that glory into manifestation? Then praising him for his goodness and his mercy. No need goes unmet in the glory. No need can last in the presence of God that your enemies will fall at his presence. That that needs to mean, these people in here need to be saying amen louder because I tell you, that's a key point for you to understand. When things are piled up against you, you can pile up the the goodness and the glory of God in the face of that opposition and you can receive something that only the glory of God can work. In the glory, there's miracles. In the glory, there's healings. In His manifested presence, no need goes unmet in the glory of God. And notice... It wasn't God who initiated the glory coming in. It was them who initiated it by praising him for his goodness and his mercy. You need his glory in your home? There you go. You praise him for his goodness and his mercy. You need a healing? Praise him for his goodness and his mercy. We saw that healing is a mercy of God. Deliverance is a mercy of God. To win battles is a mercy of God. You praise him for his goodness and mercy and you can get a tangibility of God's presence in the atmosphere of your home. And you know what? It doesn't say only do this on Sunday. You can do this every day. Fill up your home with the goodness of God, the mercy of God manifested in the presence of God. Amen. What's it tell us? Look at this. Um, 
your good, his goodness and mercy can be brought into manifestation at your will, at your will, not just at his will, at your will. When you praise him for it, you're releasing faith in his goodness and mercy and his goodness and mercy comes into operation and it manifests as his presence. Now look at Psalm chapter 23. We know this, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I want to look at verse six, Psalm 23, verse six. What does it say? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You never, you as a child of God can never get away from his goodness and mercy. They follow you all the day. They're your, they are your present companions, ever present with you. Now, since they're present, let them work for you. Let his goodness work for you. Let his mercy go to work for you. Don't just leave them as inactive companions. Praise him for that goodness and mercy and they will work things in your life. I love what the Amplified says of verse six. It reads, surely or only goodness, mercy and unfailing love will follow me all the days of my life. Look at this. Fear doesn't need to follow you all the days of your life. Depression should not follow you all the days of your life. Troubling and difficult circumstances. Anything that's not of goodness and mercy, didn't God had nothing to do with. Surely or only, meaning God only sends goodness and mercy to be your companion. He doesn't send evil things to your life. Surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life and through the length of my days. The house of the Lord, look at this, and his presence shall be my dwelling place. His, do you know? that that is not just reserved for heaven. You can start praising God for his goodness and his mercy that is ever with you and the glory of God will come into manifestation. We just read it in Chronicles. And his presence can be our dwelling place that we're ever living. Now we know this, the Holy Ghost is in us. God is in us. The greater one is in us, but we need to live mindful of his presence. If we will praise him for his goodness and mercy that never leaves us, we end up living mindful of the presence of God and we can live in his presence. I uh, was talking to a certain minister that had traveled with Catherine Kuhlman and I said, talk to me about her. And uh, the first thing out of his mouth was this. He said, she never came out of the spirit. What's that mean? She lived in the presence of God. That's what she lived. He said, that's what earmarked her life. She lived in the presence of God. Do you know what? That's not just for ministers. That's for anyone who will worship him for his goodness and his mercy. His presence will be your dwelling place. Then we can go over to the book of Lamentations. Lamentations, you might not go there very much to find your confession verses, but Lamentations chapter three, verses 22 and 23, it reads, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. 
So when it looks like lack is trying to consume you, symptoms, sickness, disease trying to consume you, it cannot if you will remember and employ the mercy of God. Now let's look at it again in verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. So when something threatens to consume us, something threatens to to ruin our family, ruin our home, ruin our health, ruin our finances, say, you cannot consume me because I'm consumed of his mercies. His mercies are ever with me. They are ever present and moving in my behalf. You cannot have my life. Amen. And this is why you understand, I think that we have not employed or we have not been as mindful of the mercy and the compassion of God and the goodness of God as we could have been. But let's, let's make that correction. Amen. And it says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new. Look at this every morning, every morning. You can't run out of mercy because a new supply comes every morning. You can't run out of his compassion. A new supply of it is there every morning. When you think that you have tested God too much, I mean, you've spent too much of God's goodness on your life. There's more waiting for you when you get up in the morning. Amen. The devil will say you have made too many mistakes. Well, devil, all it takes is me to reach midnight. (laughs) All I got to do is reach midnight. And how many of you know at midnight, it can look dark in your life, but you know what, at what can be the midnight hour of your life. So, so far as circumstances, you know, what's there at midnight? New mercies, new mercies. mercies. Be mindful of that. Talk about that. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we know this, if it weren't for the mercy of God, none of us would have been here as long as we've been here. How many devices the enemy had tried to work, but the mercy of God would not allow those to have their sway in our life. Amen. His mercy, his goodness has rescued us at every corner of life, every direction of life. And not only that, we have no idea what he kept coming. He kept away from us that we never even knew he rescued us from. I was sitting on a, on a commercial flight one, one day and it was a long flight that day. And there was a woman behind me and she was talking to some companion or a captive passenger. Well, I don't know either one. And for the next several hours, she told heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak that had happened in her family of her child having a wreck and getting paralyzed and them losing their home. And I mean, just one thing after another. And as I listened to the heartbreaking things of this woman behind me, I thought to myself, look how the goodness of God has kept my life. He has kept me from all these tragedies that I'm hearing talked about. My life will never have them because of his goodness and his mercy. Amen. Same for you. His goodness and his mercy. We are kept by the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're so glad to spend this time with you and we've got more to teach on this. So you don't want to miss the upcoming episodes. It's such a blessing for us to hear these truths. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
we invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. We would like everyone attending to pre-register on our website, DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting God to do great things. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.